following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. One for the money, two for the show, three to get ready. Now go, cat, go, but don't you step on my blue suede shoe. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. We have a studio full of people today. And uh, before we get into what they're going to be talking about, uh, I'll give you a hint. It's It has to do with recovery, and it has to do with... Uh, uh, the Shepherd's House, which is having uh, a run for recovery uh, next weekend. Let me start off with the psalm. Psalm 61, hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from my enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of my wings. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear not fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. That's Psalm 61 from the King James Version. Guy Huglet. Hey, what do you say, Tom Dupree? Let's get fired up! Yeah, let's do it. I need you. <laughs> need you to fire me up. That's my job. Fire you up this morning. Here yeah. we go! you got some people here in the studio, and I'm going to let you talk about what's going on and introduce them and that sort of thing. Well, first, thank you, Tom, very much. And I want to first say thank you. Thank you to Pre-Financial and you and Elizabeth and, and what you guys mean to the community of recovery in Lexington, Central Kentucky. You guys make a huge difference in uh, allowing us to talk about recovery and some of the challenges that we're facing in this community each month. And you've done that this year. We've, we've had a show once a month uh, focused on recovery and the challenges we're facing and you know, it's people like the Dupree's that we need to really thank, and uh, and I'm very grateful, and I know the people in this room are grateful. So let me introduce who we have with us. First and foremost, we have Jared Thomas, who is the CEO of Shepherd's House in uh, Central Kentucky, and, and we all know about Jared. He's got a story uh, that is quite compelling story that won't quit. Yes, he does. Former NFL player that. You know, signed a contract when he was real young, had more money than he thought he could ever spend in a lifetime, and ended up homeless on the streets of Lexington, Kentucky. Drug addict, alcoholic, uh, just a vagabond. I mean, you had to watch him. <laughs> we all knew him then, too, unfortunately, When, but uh, he's he's now a active member of the recovery community and making a difference to many. 
But we have two real special guests this morning, um, and I, I'm just going to introduce them this way. Uh, they are what I would call women of courage, women of strength, women of hope that have really gone through, and I'm going to say the word hell as it relates to addiction and the damage that it can do to you and your family and your friends. Um, they both have sons that they have lost to this disease. And, uh, and instead of living in the, the self-pity and the poor me of the world, they've decided to take a different approach. And by golly, they're, they're out there making a difference, and we're so grateful. And we have Leah Warner and Ann Plummer with us this morning, and they're going to speak a little bit to, you know, some of the experience that they've had and in the, in, uh, what they're doing to make a difference today. Good. So we, I want to open with this. Uh, we've got this run for recovery coming up, and this is a big deal to the Shepherd's House because we are a nonprofit that treats men for the disease, alcoholism, and addiction. And we don't get a lot of federal funding. And the reason we don't get a lot of federal funding, I'm going to be political about this, is because we don't do medically-assisted treatment, which means Suboxone. And everybody hears all about Suboxone in the world and and federal Just government. Just one addiction for another. You got it. And, and Suboxone is a drug that the big pharmaceutical companies have put out to combat the opioid addiction. And Shepherd's House doesn't believe that is part of the solution. We believe it's part of the problem. Treating an, you know, an addict with a drug is crazy. It's insanity. So we don't receive a lot of money. And therefore, we have to raise a lot of our money privately. Right. And we're having this race next weekend at Keeneland. But this is what I want to say to tee this whole show up. Last year in Kentucky, now this is 2017, 1,468 people died of an overdose in this state. Now that's just insane. 1,468 people died. Right. 2017 confirmed. We want to have 1,468 runners or walkers or registered participants. And please hear us, listeners. Register for this race just to support us. If you can't make it, that's okay. We still want you to sign up for somebody. But our theme is who you're running for. Who you're running for this year. Who you're walking for. Who you're signing up for to make a difference, to help an organization fight what we're trying to do. We're going to kill this disease. We're going to beat it, and that's really what we're here to talk about today, the race and all the fun we're going to have, and we also want to hear a little bit more about the reality of addiction and what it's all about. So that's kind of what this show's going to be, and that's the introduction. And, Jared, you want to jump in and kind of take it from there? Yeah, thanks for having me, Tom. Good to see you again. Yeah. We appreciate all your listeners. Uh, I want to just drive home what Guy said. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a lot of people that are saying, hey, I'm going to be out of town that weekend. Go to r4rky.com. 
sign up anyway. We need the support. And we lost 1,468 souls. We need to represent them at Keeneland at 8 a.m. July 27th, 2019. And, guy, I can sit here and tell you 72% did this and 55% did this back and forth all day long. That doesn't mean much, but when you get done listening to Leah and Ann, you'll understand what this thing really means. That's correct, and and let's let's just kind of jump right into that because th- this story that we want to share is pretty pretty compelling. Um, and if if you want, I, I'll just kind of I'm going to tee you up. Why don't we start with with Leah? Um, Leah, Lee, why don't you just kind of tell your story and, and whatever your heart speaks to this morning. Okay. Um, thank you so much for having me. Uh, sure. It's a difficult day. It's a difficult time just sitting here with Ann. And, um, you know, our story is this. You know, my son Gregory, he started a normal kid smoking pot. We thought, you know, he's just one of those kids that's going to grow through it. Well, he didn't. He went on to stronger uh things that that took hold of him took hold of his life and just wreaked havoc on our family and you know we tried everything uh, my famous last words are we tried loving him clean praying him clean and buying him clean and none of it worked you know the only thing that worked for us in 10 years of this battle of addiction is the shepherd's house you know jared got a hold of gregory and gregory got in with all those guys and it gave him his life back for over a year. Wow. He stayed sober the first, that was the longest stint he had stayed sober since he was 15 years old. And so I have such a passion for this place. And, you know, it's um, the pain that that we feel every day from from this disease that just rob, steals, and kills our, our, our boys you know, and our, and our girls, just our kids, our, our whole, our whole society, it's wreaking havoc. And I think more people need to, to stand up and talk about it and, and be proud of, you know what, it is a disease. And so, you know, sorry, it's, um, it's okay. It's a little, it's very emotional. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll take a step back and let somebody else chat a little bit. I want to tell you something about Gregory. I I knew him very well, and he was an incredible young man. Um, you know, he fought the fought fight, and he could not. Uh, you know, he tried all the different. You know, as, as Leah said, uh, the best the best money could buy. Yeah, we, the best money could buy. I I, I remember at Gregory's service uh, that was said that you know just an incredible amount of money had been spent to try to get Gregory sober, clean. And isn't it ironic that the place he goes and gets the best treatment, the best recovery, the best quality of about 18 months is what he got, was at Shepherd's House, and it was free. Wow. Now, that's that really tells you something. And I don't – listen, I'm very passionate about this, and I want to end it, but isn't it, you know – for-profit treatment is different than non-profit treatment. Absolutely. This Shepherd's House is a very spiritual, passionate organization that cares so deeply about the people that are going through that program and wanting them to succeed. I think this guy that the thing that the Shepherd's House did for Gregory, it gave him his life back in a way that, you know, it built his self-esteem and made him made him feel 
like he was still part of society, that he was had some worth. And, you know, that that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, everybody hearing about it and, and knowing what they do because it was so amazing how it truly changed. And I got, I felt like I got my son back. Right. And he became a, a what, what do you call it, Sherrod, a, a kind of a in-house counselor or what, what do we call the guys that start working with other guys? Or you, he had been asked to do such. He did, but but Greg took a leadership role early. If you guys don't know Greg, he was an A personality uh, to to the um, the degree. Um, The one thing that I do want to say about Leah and her family, you can curl up in a ball, and this is what I've learned from Leah. Leah has good days and bad days. When she's talking to me and we're, we're, we're communicating and she's participating, she's having a good day. But 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 sometimes she doesn't, and I've learned to to, to let that let that be what it is. But I had to learn that because you know I, I didn't experience this. So through living through their family, I've I've been able to see that you know Monday may be okay, but Tuesday may be awful, and and that's the hard part for me because I always want them to be okay. But the one thing that this family's done. Um, and actually all three young men that passed away have done, they have really grabbed on to recovery and taken a stand. And by that, I'm saying the amount of donations, time, effort that Leah and her husband, Mike, have put into um, the Shepherd's House. Also, um, Greg's father, Greg McDonald, and then also his brother-in-law actually works at the Shepherd's House. His sister does a swing for recovery where she takes the front on that and runs it all herself. It doesn't bother the shepherd's house at all. And then his younger sister, Morgan does a ton for us as well. So they're so involved with the shepherd's house. So, um, you know, we, we lost Greg and, and then we got Greg's family. So that, that's, that's the most amazing thing to me is, is what they've done for the shepherd's house. And, uh, if you don't know this family, they're amazing. And then yeah, add in Donna Schuler and Luke Schuler and, and, and the plumbers, it's been amazing. And here's the story behind that guys. Uh, we need to take a break. Wh- why don't we? Yeah. It's probably time for a break. Let's do that. You're listening to the Tom Dupree show. It's news radio, six thirty WLAP. From earthquakes. You gotta be prepared. This is a wake up call. To milkshakes. Contained quick drying cement. And everything in between. We are here for one reason. The news. news never stops. Thing never stops. On News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. What does a good financial advisor do? Perhaps it comes down to asking the right questions instead of having all the answers. For instance, should I take Social Security now or later? Am I really ready to retire? Is my money invested properly to pay me an income during retirement? These are a few of the questions that might come up in your discussion with a financial advisor. Good questions are what a financial advisor may be able to help you with. You will come up with the answers on your own. If you're not sure about some of these things and need a sounding board, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a complimentary appointment. Also, you can listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP.
Back on the Tom Dupree Show. We have special guests in the studio with us today. Uh, Guy Huglet, who's a regular. Jared Thomas, Leah Warner, uh, and uh, Ann Plummer. And Guy, go ahead. Well, we were just getting ready at the right before the break to talk about the this this class of young men that Gregory and Grant and Luke Schuler were part of. They were part of the 2007 Lexington Catholic High School graduating class, and and I have met every one of these boys, and the, I've never seen a higher quality group of young men uh, with a future. Uh, that just every mother and father in this world, brother and sister, would want to see a group of young men like this. They were, they were, they excelled in every area, whether it was athletic, academic, leadership. Uh, I mean, just incredible group of men. And uh, I think it's important that we speak to this because it's, it's not a story you hear every day. And the thing that I that I like to, or I, that I want to talk about, I want the listeners to understand is that, you know, if you don't think this is going on in your backyard, you need to take the sunglasses off. Uh, this, this disease is active in everybody's life when you least expect it. And why don't you share a little bit about these three guys, Jared, and, and we can then speak to that, okay? Well, I always the, the biggest quality that they had is the talent level that they had. I mean, these were these weren't um, these were CEOs. These were presidents of companies. These guys were talented. Um, they were good looking. They were personable. Um, they were funny. Uh, they took over a room. That was it. They were the most charismatic three men that I had seen. I mean. Um, that part was amazing and their group that they ran with um pretty incredible group of young men and so that's the part that was so devastating but you know if i was to ask everybody to bring me a picture of a drug addict he would be dirty he would be living under a bridge that is the perception that's the stigma look these kids were in button-down polo shirts they had hair gel. They were. I mean, they, they cared about their appearance. Um, Gregory McDonald always had on boots. I mean, it was just amazing. Um, they were athletes. They, they were everything that you wanted to be. I mean, to be honest with you, if I could have picked three sons, that would be what I picked. That's the picture of what a good son looks like. Um, so that's the part that was most amazing to me. And. Um, you know, the way they carried themselves and ran around this town, it, it was just amazing. So the fact, I think, you know, what they brought to the table is they gave you a different face of addiction. That's what they did. They, they gave you a different face of what um, a drug addict looks like. You know, these, these, these are good kids. Yeah. So. That's the part that's just um, mind-boggling to a lot of people is that that the drug addiction looks a lot different. It looks like a model kid at times. And, and, and they could function while doing it too. And that, that was something that was amazing to me. I, I love to play golf. Y'all know I talk about golf all the time. And Gregory was one of the finest golfers I've ever played with. And he would come, I would play golf with Gregory 
And this was when, you know, he was still kind of struggling. And I'll never forget this sat one Saturday morning. I mean, this is just its hard to believe. He shows up at it, the golf course for a 8.30 tee time. He'd been up all night. And he'd been doing drugs all night. But he, you know, he said, told the guys he'd be there and he was there. And actually, these were guys that were in recovery that he loved very much. And But he was fighting to get clean again and he mm-hmm. just couldn't he steps up on the team goes out and shoots 66 is that right yeah he had slip all night i'm like this this is incredible and that's what makes it so hard to identify you know because they function well they learn to function well for a while so shepherd's house will be hosting the 20th annual run for recovery 5k and one mile fun walk at Keeneland Racecourse in Lexington, Shepherd's House is a 12 to 18 month transitional residential program for men 18 years and older. It is a structured program that promotes personal responsibility and accountability for those seeking sustained abstinence from mood and mind altering substances. The race attracts both serious and not so serious runners and walkers. This race has something for everyone. Family friendly, pet friendly, a great course and a great cause. This is I'm getting this off the Shepherd's House um, website. So the the whole point here is to get runners for the run for recovery. We've got to have them. That's where we raise our money. And uh, there's also going to be something exciting this year. We've got if y'all have never heard of the group called the Wooks, Arthur Hancock was one of the original members of that group. Matter of fact, they're playing at Railbird concert in a couple of weeks. But Arthur's kind of broken away, and he's now started a, a bluegrass country music forum, and he's going to be playing as well at the uh, Run for Recovery. I'll tell you another neat thing, Guy. Um, we have a championship belt this year. Uh, Grant Plummer won a boxing tournament in college, and his family donated that belt to us. And we are going to give away that belt. It's called the Battle for the Belt. Whatever team has the most runners gets this belt. Right now we're neck and neck, and and, 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 and so it goes. It's Team Plummer. It's G-Money, and yeah. it's uh, uh, – Team Luke. So, Team Luke. Yeah, so those families are battling right now. But you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm an athlete. I'll come off the top ring rope with that belt. So I'm excited about that. That's really got me excited. So let's talk a little bit about that because we haven't really talked a little bit. But Grant Plummer, uh, somebody I knew very, very well. So Gregory dies. You got 30 seconds. Okay, three months later, we've got three, four months later, Luke dies of an overdose. And then two years later, Grant dies of an overdose, uh, and his was the dangerous type. Grant did not do heroin. He was doing cocaine, but there was some of that fentanyl that got in it and killed him. And uh, Got to cut it off. I want to talk radio, about that when we get back. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, we have with us today uh, different visitors from having to do with the Shepherd's House. Yes, sir. Guy, go ahead. Oh, thank you, Tom. So we were just talking at the break, or right before the break, about Grant Plummer. And I 
I want to really emphasize something to our listeners about this. Grant was not a opioid or heroin type user. That was not his. That was not his drug of choice. He was a recreational cocaine user. He liked to drink and party and have a great time. And let me tell you, this kid could party and have a great time. He was always a blast to be around, and uh, and I was around him a lot when he'd been partying, and, and uh, I just love God, I love him so. And but he was a recreational cocaine user, and what happened to him was it was over the Thanksgiving holiday, and he was out just having a big time and did some some uh, cocaine that was cut with fentanyl and and uh, overdosed and died. Mm. And this is the issue that I think is terrifying. And if you really start looking at the data on this, they're putting fentanyl in everything. And I want Ann to speak a little bit to this uh, as it relates to their experience and their family because we all know how tragic it was. having me here uh, yeah grant had he had gone to rehab he earlier was doing harder drugs but he was doing really good and um it was over thanksgiving weekend um he just um he'd been at our house we'd had a great day and everything and he went home and was getting ready to go out with the boys and evidently did some cocaine um getting ready to get in the shower even the shower had been running when we found him the next day uh so i just want to emphasize that it can happen to anybody and you never know what kind of crap you're going to get so grant was very uh passionate about helping shepherd's house after greg and luke died yes he was he he loved those boys they were his friends and we all know they're partying in heaven now but grant was in a huge force in building so gregory dies three months later luke dies grant's still doing great you know and he's he's you know been to it was in recovery it it, for a long part of that time and he was probably the driving force uh that really rallied that whole class to get involved with the run for recovery we had a committee that was maybe you know f- five or six people at best, and and four of them were staff. <laughs> and then the families in Grant it got all these young kids involved, and you we've got a committee now that's got forty people, and it's it's so wonderful to see something so positive happen as a result of something negative, you know. But let's let's speak to this fentanyl issue jared i mean if this is this is a crazy what we're dealing with right now i mean the drug chemist whatever you call them in china and mexico they're killing our people you know every minute of the day with this fentanyl well absolutely one thing that you need to understand about the makeup of addiction um and people that are using drugs our goal is to get as close to death as possible and avoid it. So when word gets out on the street, you would think if you heard over there in the blue house, there's been five overdoses, you would think that would scare us off. 
nope, we're driving straight to that house because we want to get as close as possible. And the other thing they're doing with fentanyl, the, the drug dealer makes more money by cutting it with fentanyl and you get more bang for your buck. So you get you get a good reputation out there that this stuff really hits hard. So that gets the line formed at your door, at your front door. So that's what you're seeing. And uh, it, it's hitting certain towns. And then when it hurts, when it hits hard, you'll see a little two-day period where you'll see overdoses go straight up, and that's that's that batch. So that's that's what people are chasing. They're chasing that batch. And the police talk about it. They'll say, oh, we've, we had a bad batch in the community. Now, there's a whole other problem with fentanyl. In my opinion, it's just an opinion, but we've, we've got Narcan, okay, which immediately will reverse an overdose, which is an outstanding drug. Thank you for that drug, because Narcan saves lives, and we're about saving lives. But I'm under the impression, I've been told by addicts, that they will do heroin knowing it's cut with fentanyl with their buddy sitting right next to them holding a Narcan kit to bring them back to life. I, I, think, it's, I think it's real important to emphasize that this is a disease. It's, you know, people often think it's just a choice. Oh, you know, he's weak or whatever. It's a disease. You know, I'm not an addict, but I've I've tried to learn as much as I can and, and you know, surround myself with people that, that understand it. And so, you know, I think, Jared, I think we should talk about that. And also I want to talk about in Lexington, you know, there's a great sober community. I mean, they're re- I mean, Gregory had so much fun with the guys being sober. They, you know, they, they played golf, they played basketball, they went bowling. You know, they did fun things, and they were sober. That's right. So just, just the fact that it's a disease, I think people, the judgment of that, I think we really need to hit home because I think so many people are embarrassed, and it's not something to be embarrassed about. That's right. If you want to have the best eight hours of your life, show up at the Shepherd's House at 9 o'clock and stay there till 5. The one thing that we love about the Shepherd's House is the camaraderie. Um, if you don't – it's as close to a football locker room as I've ever been able to get to without actually playing football. I love that about the Shepherd's House. That's my favorite thing. I can't believe that they pay me to hang out with those beautiful, <laughs> lovely young men all day, every day. I, I, I'm stealing money. I am stealing. Um, but we have so much fun, and it's, it's, a, it's a system where I'm, am I my brother's keeper? That means if, if, if Gregory can't carry that day because he doesn't feel good, then he's going to jump on my back, and I'm going to get him through the day, and then vice versa. And that's what we do in the recovery community. That's what we do at the Shepherd's House. So the Shepherd's House is modeled – after this wonderful recovery community. And another thing that Leah hit on that I even forget sometimes because I fight all the time. I'm, I'm screaming and fighting all the time. It is a disease, and, and I do hate the stigma that's attached. Oh, he's just weak. Yeah. yeah. Trust me, yeah. I was in active addiction for 18 years. There's nothing weak about me. Mm-hmm. You know. So with that being said, um, what the Shepherd's House gives you is your choice back. So when you're have a disease, we have our choice to go get chemotherapy. We give you that choice at the Shepherd's House. Right. This is We're talking about the Shepherd's House 20th Annual Run for Recovery 5K and One Mile Walk at Keeneland next Saturday. Uh, and it's you can join up, uh, you can s- sign up to run, or you can sign up to walk, or you can just sign up. Thirty dollar uh, entry fee, 
and this is really important for the um, – it helps the Shepherd's House, helps because they don't get government money. Most of their money comes from private donations, and they're not into medically assisted, that is, drug-assisted recovery. It's, it's, it's really a great situation. It's pure. Yeah. It's pure, and it's common sense recovery. Shepherd's House is about living, teaching these men how to live sober, period. Right. We don't focus on the problem. We focus on the solution. And we want 1,468 people to sign up for this race, either walk, sign up, or run. We, it's going to be an incredible day. I promise you it'll be fun. But I want to give you all some interesting statistics that came out this week. Speaking of opioids, from 2006 to 2012, 76 billion opioid pills were issued in the United States of America. Okay? Now listen to this. That is 36 pills per person for every adult and every child in the country. Now, you don't think we have a problem with opioids in this, in this country? Then you are just not, well, I don't know what to say. But it's insane what's going on. And on top of that, you can piggyback on, you see where Kentucky got $87 million to battle this. We have 4 million people in Kentucky. Take 4 million, divide it into 87 million, give us the money, and let us pick a treatment center. How about that? Yeah. Right. There you right. go. Just throw some common sense on it. Um, but what's really important to me as well today is um, you've got to be careful when you have moms and dads in here speaking. But one thing that I want um, both these beautiful ladies, Ann and Leah, to know, um, I appreciate your courage to come in here and do this because this is hard for you all. And uh, we don't want to capitalize on that. But if I read stats, they're not going to believe me. But when you two ladies talk, everybody listens. And I love that about you. So thank you for the courage. That, that's amazing. Thank you for having us. Um, you know, one thing that, that I want to say, people that I've tried to counsel with, it's, it's kind of mean, but a couple of people have said to me, well, you know, this didn't work for your son. And I'm like, well, if I would have had this knowledge earlier on, you know, that it is a disease and how to help him. You know, I, I was getting lots of wrong information. I didn't completely understand, you know, what we were dealing with. So, you know, as soon as you can understand that it is a disease and that you, there is help out there and the correct kind of help, not not just something that you're getting paid to, to, to hear statistics or just hear that this there is true true help and i think that's that's super important and also um one of the things that several people have come to me after grant service telling me how much they appreciated us talking about it and that they have been touched by it. people that i had no idea had been touched by it had and it's just it touches everybody one way or another and, you know, during Gregory's life celebration, Luke's life celebration, and Grant's life celebration, all of our families spoke out, and we, we did not say it was, an, you know, that it was, it was a, a, because of drugs. And I think that's important because a lot of people want to put it under the rug. You know, a few years ago, no one would ever even speak about it. So, you know, we're proud of our boys.
And their boys are making such an incredible difference in the rooms of recovery, even though they're not here today. Because they're coming in left and right to get clean and sober because of what they witnessed. After the smoke cleared, I started communicating with Leah when Greg passed away. Um, and I remember, Guy, you actually asked me, you said, what are you going to do Monday? And I said, Guy, I'm going to set the alarm clock for 5 o'clock and I'm going to go to work because if I don't get up and go, who's going to go? But but one thing happened after after the smoke cleared, about two weeks went by, and um, we did donations to the shepherd's house. And what was amazing is the money was coming in and the awareness was coming in and Leah called me and she was crying and she said, I don't know where I'm at. And I said, Leah, I said, I've been doing this for 11 years. I said, Greg's been doing it for two weeks from heaven and he's doubled <laughs> what I brought in. It, it yeah. blew me away. I said, so I am so sorry yeah. that he's gone, but what a difference this young man made yeah. and is making. So he lives. And, you know, I, I remember that con that exact conversation. And the thing that I love most that Jared said to me in that conversation, he said, Leah, your son changed the face of, of a junkie. And, and, I, and I think that's so important. Yeah, go ahead. Are we going to go to break soon? Yeah, no. we can do it right now. Okay. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Democrats terrified of 2020. Things are going to get a lot worse in 2020. The 2020 election with a capital E happens here. We are all going to witness this again in 2020. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. What does a good financial advisor do? Perhaps it comes down to asking the right questions instead of having all the answers. For instance, should I take Social Security now or later? Am I really ready to retire? Is my money invested properly to pay me an income during retirement? These are a few of the questions that might come up in your discussion with a financial advisor. Good questions are what a financial advisor may be able to help you with. You will come up with the answers on your own. If you're not sure about some of these things and need a sounding board, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a complimentary appointment. Also, you can listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Our final segment here for this hour. Um, guy, go for it. Well, I was just, uh, we were just talking at the break about the fact that alcoholism addiction is a disease and it's it's recognized disease by the american medical society and the psychiatric society and i want to want to say something that's interesting about that uh they've been studying the disease of addiction and alcoholism for hundreds and hundreds of years i mean it even goes back to biblical times if you really look deep into this and do you know <clears throat> that they have never found a cure for this disease except the 12-step program of Alcoholics Anonymous that was founded by Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob Smith? That's the only known program that seems to work. No drugs, 
no shock treatment, no, you know, therapy, psychological therapy has ever seemed to work for this disease. And it is a real disease. And I, I tell guys every day, I say, you're no different than a person that has cancer. And cancer patients have to go to the doctor for chemo, chemotherapy, radiation treatment on a regular basis. Well, you have to go to Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous meetings on a regular basis. That's your medicine. And you need to get your medicine on a regular daily or, you know, regular basis. And we, we need to recognize that. We need to quit condemning and accepting well, I think guy, a lot of it is that I say all the time, we're, we're not bad people trying to get good. We're sick people trying to get well. So the whole goal of treatment is to get you to a point in your life where AA, the community, can kick in. So we're, we're looking for you to have a moment where you are teachable. Um, and then also another thing that has happened, uh, the drugs have changed. I mean, the, the run of the mill alcoholic, there's usually a few substances working now. So what we've learned is, um, it's no longer rehabilitation. Rehabilitation was, I watched my mom and dad get up every morning at nine o'clock and work till five o'clock. And if you could get me sober, I could, I could mimic that. Well, what's happening with the drug addict that I'm seeing today is mom and dad were high. They didn't go to work. So these young men are stepping into treatment. They don't, they don't know how to mow the lawn. They don't know how to mop the floor. So we're starting from ground zero. So that 28-day treatment model is over with. And, you know, the, no. the thing I love about the Shepherd's House, right. back in 1989, they said, we want you for 12 to 18 months. Everybody said, you guys are crazy. There's yeah. no way you could. That's not going to work. <laughs> not only does really? it work, it's the premier treatment model in the United States. Right. right. So that's the one thing that changed in it. Um, so Shepherd's House was way ahead of the times, but that whole thing about the disease, we need to drive that home. Um, yeah, and, you know, I think a, a lot of times it's, it's the dual diagnostic. You know, Gregory fought depression, and he didn't want to take the medicine. He said to me one of our last conversations, Mom, I don't want to have to need the medicine. I get it. You know, I, I fight depression as well. I don't want to have to need the medicine, but I do. People that are diabetics need insulin. So I think the stigma of the mental health, I think that, that cannot go unsaid. I Great point. Yeah, I think very important. And I think also, Jared, to hit on what you said, um, Gregory Sponsor said to me at Luke Schuler's um, a lot of visitation, and, and he thought it upset me, but it made a lot of sense. He said, you know, back in my day, you, when people fell off the wagon, they were had a bad hangover, and they somebody yanked them up and took them to an AA meeting. These guys, when they fall off the wagon, just like Grant, they die. So yeah. this is serious. Yes. Shepherd's House is very focused on that. The five points, as we say, you know, we have the recovery piece. We have the mental health piece. Absolutely. That's super important. Remember, Jared, we talked about this. Big. Gregory, every every single month would sign off that he did not. He would not take his medicine. And now that that's not the case, is it? No, we actually started charting and 
also with our the way we're set up the first 90 days you're in-house so to speak and we see you and can go through but when they move to the next level of care that's when they're by themselves and are responsible to take their own medicine so what we've done is double back and keep those charts going um we did that based on what gregory was doing and you know the funny thing about depression and leah can tell you um i would always tell her i knew when greg was doing good or bad based on his appearance it's a good looking kid so if he walked in my office with button down cowboy boots on hair done i knew he was fine hair no, done. <laughs> yeah. he just got his hair did yeah but if he comes in with his hair messy and you know that's look, right looking grimy he's not he's not good that day yeah. yeah so i knew to grab him up and say hey come on man yeah. you know because what you have to learn in addiction is if you have depression which most of us do it rides hand in hand mm-hmm. so if i'm feeling bad i don't throw the covers up i set the alarm get up a little earlier yeah. this can last two days or five days it's up to me I want to say something about Grant Plummer. Uh, this year's race, by the way, is going to be in honor of Grant. And last year it was in honor of Luke. And the year before that it was in honor of Gregory. But the Plummer family and, and what they have done uh, this year has just been incredible. And, and we, we received a, just a significant donation recently as a result of the Plummer family. And uh, there was a note attached to it, and it said, and I hope you're not going to be mad at me for sharing this, but it was from uh, Ann's husband. And it said, we, uh, we, we want to make this donation to the shepherd's house because if this will save one life, it'll be worth it. And uh, that's the power of this 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 whole thing that we're dealing with and uh, i don't know how many people you all have running right now but i know that as of yesterday it was a lot and we're just so we're so thankful uh, for the difference that yeah. you know once again that grant's making from heaven well the incredible thing about the run for recovery it'll throw you in every emotion you got so we're out there celebrating recovery but then you've got to remember those boys. So you're going to laugh a little bit. You're going to cry a little bit. Uh, but we're going to feel every emotion. And like Jimmy V said, that's a good day if you feel every emotion. So I'm really excited. And and thank you, ladies, so much. I, I love you all. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Listen, this has been a great, great show. Uh, I want to close with a story. They're just I've got, I know I've got a minute and a half, right? Uh, this This came from Grant's uncle Les, and he shared this with us uh right before the funeral service and it's it's pretty powerful and it's 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 about a cherokee grandfather teaching his grandson about life and he says the grandfather says a fight is going on inside me he said to the boy and it's a terrible fight and it's been it's between two wolves one is evil he's anger Envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. And he continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside of you and inside every other person, too. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked 
his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old grandfather simply replied, the one you feed. There you go. There you go. Shepherd's House Run for Recovery next week. Thank you guys for being here today. Appreciate it, and I hope it's helped some people. It's the Tom Dupree Show. Stay with us. News Radio 630 WLAP.